0: Well, hello, American business. You're watching Offbeat Business TV and listening to the Offbeat Business Show on OBBM Radio Dallas.
1: You're listening to the Offbeat Business Show, rebuilding American business influence locally, nationally, and abroad bringing you
0: experienced insight for a strong, influential brand and successful life in business. Here's your host, Susan Hamilton. I'm your host, Susan Hamilton, and I am so excited about the guests that I'm about to share with you today because we're about to get really strong American business. You know, we represent you, the authentic voice of American business. And when you really frame that correctly... 80% of American micro to small business tend to be family-owned businesses of nine employees or less. That means we're building our business while we're raising our kids, probably taking care of our parents at the exact same time. We probably have a veteran or active duty in our family or workspace, and over 30% of us have an addict in our family or workspace. Business today is different now. Those problems have been around for a long time, but we are inundated with information, and you need to know where you can find resources that authentically reflect your needs and the things that that you are regularly going through in your life. Because we feed the world, and we can rebuild American business influence when we uh, are talking about the things that need to be talked about, and that's what we're doing here on Offbeat Business TV. Introducing Teresa Rogers from Experian. Thank you so much for being here today. You're welcome. I'm glad to be here. Thank you so You've got so much that you are dealing with. I've had an opportunity to see you speak twice. And you, as a business advocate, I have a lot of respect for your willingness to participate in the conversations that help us build a strong American culture. Thank you. Glad to be here. Uh, you've been working on a TED Talk. I have. It's been quite
1: the process. 2,200 words memorized is a lot. Oh, my, yes.
0: (laughs) So you were able to get that done yesterday. Yes,
1: I delivered it yesterday, and... um Thank
0: God he allowed me to remember every word. <laughs> Don't you know? Yeah. So that'll be exciting, and we'll be can't wait to share that with you because if you've never had an opportunity to hear Teresa speak, I, I think you're going to be quite amazed at some of the things she can bring to the table for us. Now, to get started, Teresa, I'd like to share a little bit about what Experian is doing with small business. Because one of the things that we recognize within the sector is we're mm-hmm. very uncomfortable talking about money. Mm-hmm. We're very uncomfortable mm-hmm. about solving those issues because we're not uncovering it. And you and I both know if you shine a light on something dark, you're going to solve a lot of problems. Right, right. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing with small business and with larger businesses today. Sure. Um, Experian is the largest credit bureau in the world,
1: as you know, and um, we help advocate for small businesses. I'm on the commercial side of the operations where um, businesses build their credit profiles and a lot of businesses don't even know that they have a credit profile. And uh, we have 98% of all U.S. businesses, we have information on those gathered from third parties. Uh, Everything is um, from other sources. We don't allow self-reported data, where some of our competitors do. But we believe that everything should be through third parties, such as courthouses, Secretary of State, um, Chamber of Commerce. All of those records come in and feed. How you pay your bills, how business pays their bills, is fed through trade tape programs and experience an advocate for the small business. And we do a lot to help um, small businesses build their credit profile in two different ways. One is we encourage large businesses to submit trade tapes. And what that is is accounts receivable files, where um, basically it's how you paid your business bills here with this company, for example. And um, we believe that small businesses deserve that right. You pay your business as well. You should be recognized for that. Where uh, some organizations want to just uh, report negative information. And at Experian, we want a well-balanced well view of how you pay. Also, we have the business credit direct. And that's where small businesses can go to the Experian.com website. And they can manage their own credit report. They can help improve their score and get some education and training on how, how to uh, really represent
0: themselves well in the marketplace. That's exciting. Did you know you had access to that kind of information? <laughs> I would say that a lot of people, especially in our market and in our focus group, haven't really thought that through. So I think that's wonderful. Yeah. Thank you so much. You'll find that information across the screen mm, yeah. as, as we go forward. Um, Teresa, your love of this area and the people that you meet and your um, desire to, to really do it well, to represent well, mm-hmm. uh, it really exceeds a lot of Uh, C-level understanding that I've seen. I mean, you really do. You bring something to the table that says, I want to work with integrity. I want to make sure the people that I know around me are working with integrity. How do I support them? How do I encourage them? And how do I help faith get back into the marketplace? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times in the Christian business community, we feel like uh, everyone else has a representation. And we don't really know how to represent ourselves. But there's really some things that we can be doing uh, to empower that space. Mm-hmm. We, have some, we have some rights, don't we?
1: We do. And in corporate America, I've really witnessed a spirit of passivity that really has muted the voice of believers in the marketplace. Yes. It, it's a real issue. And um, I discovered, after a couple of decades of trying to figure it out on my own, Title Seven of the Civil Rights Act of 1964 are
0: you familiar with that? I was talking with you. <laughs> yes. Now I, you are. I, now I am, and I'm not familiar enough. This is uh, quite yeah, a bit of right. information. It is, quite and good. I do encourage you to to listen in with both of your ears and a couple of shoulders and pay attention because we're going to cover a lot of information, and you really need to know it. All right.
1: Well, Title Seven of the Civil Rights Act of 1964 offers protection for religious expression. It also covers race and age and other areas as well, ethnicity. But I think often the religion part gets looked over as we um, have a culture that's very pro-Title VII for other protected classes and not and more resistant towards Title VII when it comes to Christian expression especially. And Title VII um, was written into law by LBJ. It was proposed by John Kennedy, and it still holds strong today but very few people are even aware of it. I sent out a survey to 150 business professionals and pastors, and I asked what barriers are getting in the way of expressing your faith at work? And there was really three barriers. Uh, The first one was fear. The second one was a lack of knowledge. And the third was a lack of accountability. Mm. So if we kind of unpack that lack of knowledge, when you really looked at the fear, underneath the fear was people just didn't know the do's and don'ts of how to express themselves at work. Um, they, the survey responses said things like, I believe I'll get fired hmm. or I might be passed over for a promotion or my coworkers might label me or I'll get a call from HR. And so these fears are just a lot of them are based on rules that aren't even rules at all in the marketplace. It's a misperception that probably started decades ago, generations ago. I think And how that's, we do the business.
0: I think you're absolutely right. We've got some long-held uh, myths. Myths, yeah, even yeah. Even in our churches today, we most certainly do. So I think this is very helpful to bring to bear to, our, to the businesses that we're talking to. Mm-hmm. Because if we don't get clear on this, we are going to share that information uh, when we don't have it. it we're going to share it wrong. We're going to be wrong Mm -hmm, about it. mm -hmm. And we really need to inspire our own companies to do this right going forward. So tell us a little bit about the things you've discovered. Sure.
1: And one of the first things I discovered was, um, you know, when you hear don't talk about politics and religion at work. Right. That's actually not even legal. (laughs) What? Yeah, I mean, in very rare cases, is that the case? Because when it comes to religious expression, it's actually protected by law and enforced by the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission.
0: Excellent.
1: So um, many don't know that even the First Amendment, for example... That the right to express your religion and the right to be free from government-imposed religion isn't even in our constitution. Right, right. you know it's a figure of speech that was part of a letter to the Danbury Baptists written by Thomas Jefferson. So, as I started researching and really unpacking this topic, um, I give God the glory for this because He allowed me to take a lot of law and case studies and boil it down into an acronym called Faith, which is just F A I T H. Because if you're like me, I can't remember all of those laws. I can't remember all those cases. So give it to me in something on one hand uh-huh. that I can remember. So um, if I could walk you through that. Oh, please. At a high level, Acronyms
0: be... are so helpful. Yeah. Yes. Yeah,
1: that's great. So the F in faith is for freedom. And the first amendment provides two provisions concerning religion, the right to be free from government imposed religion and the right to, to be free from any law that restricts the exercise of your religion. And these rights, they're true, whether you're worshiping a living God, a statue, or nothing at all. But the confusion has set in, and, and what's become known as that wall of separation. People just don't think that they're allowed to have any any such freedoms. And those are individual freedoms. They're not corporate freedoms, which leads us to the A in faith, okay. which is for accommodation. Companies must accommodate your request to express your religion of your sincerely held religious belief, practice, or lack thereof. And um, this applies to companies of 15 or more employees and the government, but it excludes uh, religious organizations. They wouldn't have to abide by Title VII. But in accommodation, courts have ruled that in most cases, you can use work facilities for everyday things like prayer or Bible study. People don't know that. And this um, especially holds true if other non-work-related topics can be covered in that same facility they can't ban religion. You can also put up things on your office wall or cubicle to express yourself in your religion. And um, this especially holds true if somebody can hang up a picture of their bass boat or um, you know, their kid's soccer league, uh, then religious also cannot be Excluded on that as well.
0: I think that's interesting when we look at yeah. how our, uh, we've got courthouses in the United States of America that have been told to take down the Ten Commandments. Yeah. And you've got all these different areas. You've got uh, a school, I've, uh, whether it's Midlothian or a villa. Yeah. Uh, just here recently that uh, has been challenged for uh, reference on on the wall, that, oh, they need to take that down, that's offensive, when the entire community wants it there. Yeah. Uh, So you see this kind of it causes confusion.
1: Right, right. Because, you know, Title VII applies to your individual rights in working for that company to prevent religious discrimination, but it doesn't necessarily, you know, companies can do what what they want to do with statues, or, or schools have or government has different things that they abide by. It just creates a lot of confusion. But companies do have to give an accommodation for your sincerely held religious belief, whether you're a Christian or whether you're from another religion. You have that right for religious expression. They have to make those accommodations. Um, So the I in faith is for impact. Employers can't set policies and procedures that impact your rights to religious expression. And what was super intriguing, this is a real subtle form of discrimination because it's usually buried in corporate policy, but just last week, the EEOC filed a lawsuit against a Georgia blue restaurant chain. And the situation was that they rescinded an employment offer to a female who requested to wear a skirt rather than jeans because of her sincerely held religious belief. And the owner said, we're not going to make any ex- exclusion. We're not going to change our dress code policy at all. Well, now the EEOC has taken it to court to say that, you know, that that's a discriminatory type of, of uh, policy. Uh, And we'll see what happens from there. But that's an example of setting a policy that
0: would discriminate against a specific religion. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah, Friends, are yeah. you enjoying this conversation with Teresa Rogers mm-hmm. as much as I am? It's jaw-dropping, and it, it it causes you to really pay attention to some things that are going on out there. We're going to hear from our sponsors and take a short break. Uh, when we get back, we're going to talk more with Teresa Rogers with Experian. And uh, you're watching Offbeat Business TV and listening to the Offbeat Business Show on OBBM Radio Dallas.
2: The American business economy is positioned as it has never been before. Professional videography is a core element for attracting a higher level of engagement with the people group you need for significant impact. Now is your time to shine. My name is Bill Brock, owner of White Rock Films, and I invite you to a powerful opportunity in the marketplace, an opportunity to draw excited people to your events, an opportunity to showcase your ideas on infrastructure, an opportunity to become known as the industry authority and enjoy the associated benefits of a strong influential brand. Video highlights, video teaches, video puts a resistant market at ease and video stirs the hearts and imaginations of your allies and strategic client base. White Rock Films offers full audio video production for businesses ready to embrace the future, handling your project with professionalism, experience and polish unheard of in the industry. My name is Bill Brock, and White Rock Films wants your business. See us online at whiterockfilms.com.
0: And we're back. You're watching Offbeat Business TV and listening to the Offbeat Business Show on OBBM Radio Dallas. I'm your host, Susan Hamilton, and I'm talking with Teresa Rogers with Experian today. And she's sharing some of the things that we need to understand as small businesses with Title Seven, you know you have some protections. Uh, OBBM Radio stands for Faith, Family, and Freedom, and mm-hmm. we've got some protections in place when it comes to workplace expression of our faith. Mm-hmm. And we're going through an acronym. Let's just do a real quick recap, Teresa, mm-hmm. if you don't mind. F was for freedom. F is, F is for freedom. We're covered. Mm -hmm. We have a, we, we do have freedom and we're free indeed. First (laughs) amendment. And then we've got, um, a accommodation, accommodation. So write these down and go back. If you didn't hear it before, I is impact, impact. All right. So we can make a, we can make a difference Mm -hmm. here. And now let's go ahead and talk about T.
1: Sure. The T in faith is for treatment. Employers cannot treat you differently based on religion and your expression of religion so that would be examples like recruiting, hiring, firing, promotion, job benefits, transfers, things like that. So just to use a couple of examples to put it into practice, um, if you were to be hiring someone on your team and you had two candidates that were equally qualified for the role and you filled a Christian bond with the one candidate, but you weren't as comfortable, let's say, with an atheist candidate, just to use an example, well, you can actually make a hiring decision based on... Religion alone, that would be discriminatory treatment, according to Title VII.
0: Okay. and But let's talk a little bit more about how that might apply uh, once someone is hired.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll we can use an example. Um, you know, Tim Tebow is in the minor leagues now in baseball, right? Okay. But remember back when he was in the NFL, when he was uh, displaying John 316 on I black. Yes. And he was taking a knee to give God the glory for his success? Yes. Um, He experienced a lot of backlash from that, and uh, today he's no longer in the NFL. You can't make a recruiting recommendation if you were looking at Tebow to go to the major leagues, for example, based on the fact that you really don't like the fact he displays his faith openly in and off the field.
0: That would be a discriminatory treatment. Isn't that good to know that we can be bold in this space? Because it's never been a more important time to rebuild American business influence locally, nationally, and abroad it matters here yes. it matters and this is a this is a specifically interesting time to be alive when we are seeing uh, the culmination of the ages we are seeing things that we recognize mm-hmm. in this in in the faith community as uh, very timely and so to stand up strong and to be bold is a very powerful place to be. I encourage you to do that and not be mm-hmm. afraid of the backlash, which you may have even when you the might. laws on your side. Yeah, yeah. Those types of things do happen. Yeah. But at the same time, just sharing this kind of information, I think, is um, integral mm-hmm. because it's about time. We started taking our power back American business and stopped allowing legislation that really uh, infringes on legislation mm-hmm. that's already on the books in our favor. And anything, of course, that uh, uh, impedes profitability on any level of family and business. True. So tell, tell us a little bit more as we go on. We've talked about T. Now we've got H. H. The H in faith is for harassment. Employers can't
1: look the other way if you're harassed because of your religion. It's actually illegal. Um, Now, simple teasing is not under the harassment clause. Harassment would be uh, they have to offer protection and create an abusive, free, hostile, free work environment. And um, many court cases have been ruled around harassment. Interestingly, when I sent out the survey to 150 business professionals, they actually worried that a claim of harassment could be filed against them for things like just talking about their religion at work and that
0: is the perception out is There is a perception. They're yeah. like
1: worried that they're going to be persecuted or that there's going to be a claim of harassment. And there was a court case of Banks versus Service America. And the court upheld Title Seven that Banks was wrongly fired after he uses religious expression like praise the Lord and God bless you when he was greeting customers. The judge said... The employer should have accommodated his request to express himself that way as it didn't pose an undue hardship on the business and it certainly didn't create a hostile work environment. So the
0: court was on on his side there. Mm, I love
3: that. Yeah.
1: I love
0: that. So you're sharing this message all over the place and I'm just loving it. Thank you for sharing it with us yeah, and with yeah. our audience. Uh, tell us a little bit about some of the, the future plans that you have, because you've got a website and you've got some things going on that are really going to help support this message. And I am getting the impression probably a lot more. Tell me what's going on with you, Teresa. Sure. I mean, it, this has just been such an interesting journey to really dig
1: in. I'm not an attorney, and I must say, I don't give any legal advice. You know, I'm a vice president of sales, uh, so it's it's not my goal to to go in and really understand every case law that's out there, every True. discrimination case that's mm-hmm. filed. But I do believe that the workplace in America is muted, that believers in the marketplace are not effective for the kingdom of God. Um, I saw a quote from Bill Bright. He is the founder of Campus Crusade for Christ. And he said only 2% share their faith mm, mm, mm. actively, meaning that 98% don't. And, it, and if that's true, then that's a tragic thing that um, we, we are people of faith in this country. We are people of faith, but yet we, um, for whatever reason, feel hesitant. We hold back. And I think it goes back to that fear, that lack of knowledge, and that lack of accountability like we have with one another to keep each other in check on this, so God has put the the passion in my heart around this topic. I don't know exactly what all he'll do with it. I got a, a text this morning from my TED Talk coach, and he asked if I'd be willing to speak at another conference excellent so he's he's going to do something with this, and I, a couple of uh, organizations yesterday asked me to come to their workplace, one of which was a workplace chaplain type organization. They deploy chaplains into corporations and they don't know about Title seven. So, it, what was um, intriguing to me is that once I got knowledge of Title Seven, I became more confident overnight. Amen. But I must say that even though we have the right to speak openly, mm-hmm. we must discern how to walk softly and respectfully, mm-hmm. and that's critically important because there there are people out there that that will, you know, ruin the name of Christ in the, the way they approach things. And you know, the first commandment is to love God and love people. And on these two things hang all the law and the commandments. Mm -hmm. They come over. Everything else is to love God and love people. So I think we have to remember that. And we have to walk softly and wait for the right opportunities to be able to um, speak into that open door.
0: It's not always going to be a perfect opportunity. No, we we have to be patient. And we have to listen. I think having an understanding of of when the Holy Spirit's actually talking with us and and motivating us to go. And it it always brings me back to my core and, of course, everything that we build off the business media based on is that core understanding that business needs to be strong to meet the needs of this community. We are his hands and feet. How do we do that? Now, well, we do that by having an understanding that we're not doing this alone. There is nothing we can't do with His help and His support, which obviously we have. When you've got the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. you have that. We're not missing any of that. Uh, if you are a subscriber to our newsletter, you get these messages every Sunday night, and we don't. We're we're very clear that we want you strong. Before you go to sleep and start work on Monday morning, there are so yes. very much in line with what Ziegler does on Monday morning. Yes. Hey, let's get your week started. Let's get powerful here mm-hmm. because you've got. We, we're not doing this in Susan's strength and Teresa's right, strength. Right, we're walking this life out and mm-hmm. walking this vision out in His strength. And with his ability for a very important time such as this, mm-hmm. and it couldn't be more important to love people, yes. to love people, yes. and you love them with information, you love them by empowering them. The Holy Spirit and, is encouraging them, and awaken them, mm-hmm. it, so that they will awaken a um, no sleeper, be purpose-driven yeah. individuals. I love that purpose-driven. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. if we're just kind of going through the motions of our day, mm-hmm. and quite frankly, I'm going to say this: a little, if we're just going through the motions of our credit. We're not taking a proactive approach, which means we're limiting ourselves. We're not, we, we need to knock that off and take all the limits off, mm-hmm. expose it, look at it, see it, get yourself connected with groups and organizations that understand this, support you, and get out there and make a much bigger Stand. Yes. rebuild this influence. It couldn't be a more important time. And I hope that you take this information and take this download that we've made available for you uh, to really support all of that that you're sharing. And, and I hope that you'll come back and share more with us again about what we can do to get this message out. Know that you'll see this everywhere, and um, our prayer is definitely that you share this. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> share this. We'll have connections with Teresa's TED Talk, and we need you to share that as well. Let's get the information out there, and let's make a much stronger footprint for uh, God in the kingdom of God. Right? Yeah, now. for sure. And and you can
1: download a one-page document yeah. on Title Seven mm-hmm. under the Faith acronym, and that's it www.realissuesrealjesus.com.
0: So do you want to talk a little bit about that website and the, the purpose behind all of that?
1: Sure. Um, God had awakened me several years ago after I lost my mom to brain cancer. And I went and sought the Lord for a mission statement for my life. And I, we don't have time today to go into the whole story, but He did. He, he's so faithful. <laughs> he gave me that mission statement, which was to awaken and transform 2050 lukewarm or undecided into passionate cross followers by the year 2050. And so from there, God's opened doors for different speaking engagements. And so that website is just a place for me to house some of the videos and Title Seven. people have been asking for the document. They can download the PDF there Excellent. as just kind of a place to, to go and connect with me
0: and, and Be able to share the message. Oh, if you would uh, allow us, we'd love to share that information along with this video and along with our programming. Thank you so much, Teresa. You're welcome. Oh, friends, I hope you've enjoyed this as much as I have. Uh, Let's get this out there. My name is Susan Hamilton. You've been watching Offbeat Business TV with Teresa Rogers. And uh, we're also on the Offbeat Business Show on OBBM Radio Dallas. And soon, my friends, this vision is big. You will see OBBM Radio Tampa, OBBM Radio, Cincinnati. We will be everywhere. Right now, we're starting right here, making a huge difference and being very clear about what our direction is. Until next time, this is Susan Hamilton, Offbeat Business Media. You've been listening to the Offbeat Business Show. Find our lineup, podcast,
1: magazine, event calendar, and sponsor information, even our membership directory, all available on the Offbeat Business app or at offbeatbusiness.com. Download the Offbeat Business app today.
3: Wouldn't it be great to skip mistakes that cost you time, frustration, and not throw money away? My name is Donna Merrill, founder of Business Untangled and the creator of the Making Life Less Taxing Program. I find over 75% of business owners are making basic mistakes that cost them thousands and even tens of thousands of dollars every year. And they don't even realize it. With the Making Life Less Taxing Program, you can avoid many of those initial mistakes business owners typically make. I'm excited to share the Making Life Less Taxing program so you can learn everything you absolutely need to know to make your business run smoother and life less taxing, giving you less stress and leaving more money in your pocket. Go now to businessuntangled.com or call us at 469 to grab your spot in the Making Life Less Taxing program. There are only 50 of these coveted spots available and they are going quickly. So go now to businessuntangled.com and you can start enjoying the benefits of a profitable business today. American business owners, there has
0: never been a time like now to showcase your brand as a powerful influence in our communities. Harness the power of digital content with offbeat business media. Internet radio, TV, podcasts, and magazines are the powerful antidote for negative and sensationalized mainstream media, and business owners know it. Offbeat Business Media represents the 80% of American businesses that tend to be family-owned with nine employees or less, raising families and caring for their parents at the same time. They probably have a veteran or active-duty military member in their family or workspace, and over 30% have an addict in their families or workspace. You want alternative media, not alt-right or alt-left, but media that reflects the realities, successes, and concerns that truly impact us. We're tired of propaganda machines pushing agendas and fanning destructive flames. We don't want pharma framing the conversations. We don't want history erased. We are united in diverse skin tones, supporting our troops and first responders, and we are done incarcerating our drug addicts. We know they can get help and be healed. We trust the blood of Jesus Christ to cover our families, nation and world and will not be censored from praising His name. It's time to produce talk shows that engage, inform, and improve our nation through strong business while supporting a successful life in business. Welcome to Offbeat Business Media. Improvement starts here.